am so excited to be here today sharing God's word with you. In fact, I'm about to cry, but um, it's a joy to be here. My husband told me uh, before the service, he said, now just get up there and relax and have fun. So that's what I'm going to do this morning. I'm going to just relax and have fun and share the word, share what God has laid upon my heart. Uh, we're going to be uh, studying out of um, the uh, book of Psalm today. It's Psalm chapter number eight. And so if you want to look there with me, it says um, in Psalm chapter eight, starting with verse number one, it says, Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name. In all of the earth, you have set your glory or your magnificence or your splendor. You have set your glory above the heavens from the lips of children and infants. You have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and you crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands and you put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds and the beasts of the field the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all of the earth. Uh, The title of this message this morning is Show Me Your Glory. Um, One of the prayers that I have consistently prayed for many, many years is that God would show his glory in our services. Not just that he would show his glory in our services, but that he would also show his glory in my life. I have seen his glory in services where the presence of God was so thick that people would fall to their knees to worship or to weep or just to shout praise. Oh, I love the presence of God. I love to know and to feel his glory. I promise you that there's nothing Uh, that he would like more than to show us his glory, even here this morning in this service. He's delighted to show us. In today's Psalms, uh, he gives some ideas of where we can see his glory. Anybody want to know where you can see his glory? Amen. Some unexpected places that we can see his glory if we are only looking for it. So I want to pray real quick before I get into the message. And then we're going to get right into the first point. Lord, I just pray that you would take your word today and God, that you would anoint it with a mighty anointing. God, I just pray our hearts would be open, Lord, to your word and that you would speak to us this morning. Let everyone, uh, Lord, have their heart open to hear from you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I want to point out three different things in today's psalm. And all of these things reveal the glory of God. The first point I want to make today is that God's glory is revealed through the universe, through the heavens. That uh, very first verse that we read today, in that verse it said, you have set your glory in the heavens. Um, 
He set his glory in the heavens. I imagine that when David uh, was writing this psalm, he was out in um, the fields with his with his flock of sheep, and uh, he had a lot of time to gaze and look up into the heavens. I think we used to have a lot more time to look up into the heavens than we do today, because now we're locked in our houses with our iPads and our TVs and all of those things, and we seldom go out and really look at the heavens. I remember as a kid... Uh, uh, when I was about 10, 11, 12 years old, we had, uh, in our front yard, we had three huge, big mimosa trees. And as kids, we used to go out and we used to climb those trees. You know, carve initials in the tree and everything. But I remember a lot of times at night, uh, when it was dark, I would go out and climb those trees and just look up into the heavens. And especially on a really bright uh, night where the sun, I mean, where the moon was shining really big and really bright and all the stars were scattered out among the heavens, I would feel so in awe and so close to God. It was like his universe was speaking to me about the glory of God. The vastness of the universe is unbelievable. We have no idea really how vast the universe is. The earth is part of a solar system that exists with other solar systems. In fact, probably billions of other solar systems within a galaxy. And it's one of billions of galaxies in the universe. And so you have the solar system, the galaxy, and then beyond that is the universe. Um, Scientists say that it would take 200,000 years to travel across our galaxy, the Milky Way, in a spaceship uh, traveling at the speed of light. 200,000 years. Uh, It's almost impossible to actually comprehend the sheer scale and the size of our own galaxy, let alone the universe as a whole. Uh, Recently, scientists have said that there's more than 100 billion planets in the Milky Way. There's at least 100,000 million stars. Think about that for a minute. That's tough to even visualize or comprehend. Scientists say that the the largest number our minds can really comprehend is about 100,000. After that, it just becomes incomprehensible. So you think about it like this, and you're, you're familiar with our solar system where there are a few planets like Jupiter and Mars. Our solar system alone is a, about a billion miles wide. If you got on a jet and flew at 600 miles an hour across our solar system, it would take roughly a thousand years. Y'all, I want you to notice how vast the creation of God is. Now, remember that our solar system is just one of billions of star systems that are in our galaxy. It would take 200,000 years to travel across the Milky Way, our galaxy, in a spaceship traveling at the speed of light. Isn't that phenomenal? All of these facts to me are just mind-boggling. I can't comprehend it. But his glory is revealed in the vastness of his creation, in the vastness of the universe. There's not just a vastness to his universe. There's also a beauty to his universe. When we look at the stars, we see them strung out like they're diamonds on a black velvet. But if you got up close, you would see that there are many, many colors to the universe. 
Uh, our earth is like a blue silvery marble from a distance. Uh, Mercury is sort of gray. Venus is a yellowish uh, orange. Mars is red. Jupiter is orange and white. Saturn is gold. Uranus is an aquamarine color. Neptune is a deep blue. I'm telling y'all, there is a vast amount of color to the universe. The colors of the universe are spectacular. What a majestic, awesome God we serve. Do you see his glory in the universe as we look into the heavens? He wants to reveal the, uh, his glory even through the universe. There's a, um, a very interesting psalm. It's uh, Psalm 148. And let me read just a little bit of this psalm to you because I think it's really interesting. It says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, son. And moon, praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, your high, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he has commanded and they were created. I think this is a really interesting psalm because it tells the sun and the moon and the stars to praise God. What? Do they have a voice? Can they shout? Can they sing? Can they speak? They cannot, but they praise him and bring glory to God just by doing what God has designed them to do. Many of you say, oh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to bring glory to God. Yes, you do. Just by doing what God has designed for you to do, the glory of God can be revealed in you. Uh, Psalm one, uh, Psalm 19 says this, the heavens are telling the glory of God and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. I think it's interesting to note that after each day of the creation in the Bible, when it says that God looked at what he did and what he created, he said, Ooh, that was good. After every creation, he looked and he said, that was good. He delighted in his work. God rejoices in his work because his works are an expression of his glory. Most of creation is beyond the awareness of mankind. We don't see the reaches of space. We're not able to see the billions of galaxies and stars and planets with our naked eye. In fact, one interesting fact is that scientists say that even with the use of a powerful telescope, the most powerful that they make, we probably only see less than 4% of the universe. Wow, is that a big God? I mean, we can see many, many miles out there. I don't have a, I don't really know how many, but telescopes bring us to, to uh, the moon and to Mars and all of these planets. How many miles? And we, we don't even see one, I mean, 4% of the universe. There are heights of mountains that we will never climb and we'll never see. There are depths of the ocean that we will never see and beautiful things at the bottom of the ocean. They were not created merely for us, y'all. They were not created to serve us or to serve our purpose. They were created um, for the enjoyment of God. 
They were created for the enjoyment of God. When he looked at his creation, he says, ooh, that's good. That's good. It was for him to enjoy. And in Psalm 104, it says, may the Lord rejoice in his work. What a mighty God we save, serve. His creation reveals his glory. You know, before there was the word of God, there was the creation. Before there was the word of God, there was the, the universe that was uh, testifying to men. It was speaking to them about the glory of God. Okay, so the second point I want to make today is that God's re, uh, glory is revealed in our praise. Hello? Can you say amen? From, in our praise, his glory is revealed. The uh, second verse of that chapter says, From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and avenger. One of my very, very favorite things to talk about is praise. Because I know the difference that praise has made in me. And many, many times he has lifted me from despondency back into joy when I made a decision to praise him. Praise lifts our spirits. The church world right now desperately needs our spirits lifted. We have let things happen or we have let the things that are happening in our world today fill us with fear and fill us with anxiety. It has taken our hope. It has taken our focus. And it has taken our victory. One of the hardest things that I think have been uh, uh, hard during this pandemic is that we all feel disconnected now uh, from each other. Not being in church, not being with other believers, not being with our family. Y'all are family. And when we are are separated, it takes our focus away. It takes our hope. It takes our victory. But I'm going to tell you that in order to get that back, we have to learn how to praise God. We have to learn how to praise God. You won't always feel like praising God. You won't always feel like it. Let me tell you, do it anyway. Praising when you don't feel like it, it's not fake. It's not being fake. It's not fake. It's faith. You praise him when you don't feel like it because you use your faith to speak those words. God wants us to praise him out of our faith. At the beginning of the pandemic, I would find myself uh, waking up in the middle of the night and being full of fear. And y'all, I wasn't really full. I wasn't really fearful about uh, the virus. I was fearful about what was happening in our world. And I would wake up and feel myself being fearful. And I was, as I would begin and lay in bed, as I began to speak the name of Jesus and I would begin to praise him because I know he's in control. But as I began to praise him, I would feel, feel that fear leave and the anxiety would lift and I could go back to sleep. The enemy would whisper all kinds of things to me. But when I would begin to praise him, it shut him up. More recently, after hurting my knee and spending pretty much three weeks at home and not being able to get around very much, the enemy kept saying to me, well, hmm, looks like this is what your life is going to be like from now on. Despondency and discouragement. Again, the Lord spoke to me and said, praise me. And when I began to praise the Lord, even when I didn't feel like it, the Lord lifts that despondency and that discouragement from me. He lifts it. Friends, it works. 
as we lift him, he lifts us. Isn't that awesome? As we lift him, I'll tell you what, praise is the best antidepressant there is. It takes us out of despondency and out of depression, and it lifts us up. The word says that he is the glory and the lifter of our heads. How many times have I lifted the chin of my kids or my grandkids, lifted their chin and when they were crying or upset, and I just spoke these words and said, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, Grammy or Mama's here. And that's what we receive when we praise our burdens away. It's like the Lord is just lifting our chin and saying, I'm right here. It's going to be okay. That's why he ordained or he decreed praise. That another word for ordained is to anoint. I love that because that means that he has anointed our praise. He has anointed our praise. And when we will praise him, it lifts our spirits. Another thing it does is praise changes my heart. When I praise the Lord, when I am really caught up in praising him, and it might start out kind of weak, and it might start out like, well, Lord, I thank you for this, and Lord, I thank you for that. But he anoints me, and eventually I'm like, and Lord, I thank you for this, and I thank you for that. And then I feel the anointing even stronger, and before I know it, it's like, and Lord, I thank you for this, and I thank you for that. Because when we praise him out of the abundance of our heart, he anoints our praise. And it becomes, it goes from being weak to being strong. It goes from being a a pansy little Christian to being a strong Christian that walks with God. He changes my heart. He convicts me. He shows my flaws. He reveals my worry or my bad attitude or my selfishness. He changes my mindset. In praise, when we will begin to praise God, it, it shifts our focus from ourself onto the Lord. From, we go from, our focus goes from our problems to the solution. Our focus goes from pain to his promises. Our focus goes from our hurt to his hope. Praise changes my heart. Another thing that praise does is it gives us access to God. Psalm 100 and verse number four says, enter his praise or enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. This scripture is referring to Moses's tabernacle in the wilderness in the Old Testament. The tabernacle in the wilderness uh, was divided into three different parts. It was divided in to the, the, at first the outer, you would go right into the outer court and then the inner court and then the Holy of Holies where God dwelled. Uh, There was only one gate, one entrance into that outer court. And if you wanted to approach God, you had to go through the gate into the courtyard, into the inner court, and then finally into the Holy of Holies. In the days of Moses, Only the high priest could enter into the Holy of Holies. It was not accessible to everyone. However, when Jesus died as our great high priest, when he died at his death, the veil that separated the Holy of Holies and the inner court was ripped in two, was torn in two from the top to the bottom. 
And this symbolizes that we now have access to God. We now can go directly into the Holy of Holies. We now have access. But now the gate that you come uh, through to approach God and to be in the holy place of God, the gate that you go through is called praise and worship. When we offer our sacrifice of praise, it, it ushers us right into the holy of holies. Praise gives us access to him. And the Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. In other words, he dwells among us when we praise him. That's powerful. Uh, The last thing that I want to mention here about praise is that it silences the enemy. Um, That verse number two again says, From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. Um, The blind and the lame and the sick came to Jesus in the temple and he healed them. The children shouted at the temple gates and they sang, Hosanna, Hosanna to the King of David. They were so excited. They were worshiping and praising as Jesus healed. But the chief priest and the teachers, it made them mad. And they were angry and they came to Jesus and they said, do you hear what those kids are saying? How can you let them say that? Do you hear what they're saying? And Jesus quoted that scripture from the lips of children and infants. You have ordained praise. Why? To silence the foe and the avenger. You know what? It silenced them. They had nothing more to say after that. I believe that this scripture is talking about our children and how their praise and singing can silence the enemy. But I also believe that it's talking about the infant Christian, the baby Christian, There's power in your prayers. If you're a new believer, there's power in your praise. You have the power within you, even as a baby infant Christian, whether you've served God for many years or whether you just became a Christian yesterday. You have, there's power in your praise in, in, in order to silence the enemy. It doesn't matter how long you've walked with God. Just like me, when I prayed and I and began to praise God, he silenced the enemy in my mind, y'all. Praise silences the enemy. Okay, the, the third and the final point that I want to make today about our, our psalm that we're uh, focusing on today is that God's glory was, is also revealed in us. In us. Psalm 8 and 5 that we just read, it says, You have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, and you crowned him with glory and honor. He's talking about man here. He said, You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, but you crowned him with glory and honor. If you're walking around here this morning and you know Jesus, you have an invisible crown on your head, and it's called glory. Where is the glory of God? It's within us. We get to reveal his glory. I mean, you think about it. I just told you how vast the universe was and how it gets to reveal the glory of God. And now I'm telling you about little old man who is full of trouble and full of mistakes. But we, the Bible says we get to reveal his glory. But how? How do we reveal the glory of God? The first way we reveal his glory is through the spirit. We have to be walking in the spirit. You must be walking in the spirit, not in the flesh, in order to reveal his glory. 
We have to flow in the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot be uh, dominated by the sinful flesh or the sinful desires of our life. We have to be controlled by the Spirit of God and walking with him. If you're walking in the Spirit, uh, the Bible says in Galatians that the... the, uh, effects of that or the fruit of that walking in the spirit, you're going to have love and joy and peace and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. All of these things that glorify God will be in us. But if you're walking in the flesh, in that same chapter, it says you're going to be full of sexual immorality and impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord. None of those things bring glory to God. But if you want to bring glory to God in your life, walk in the Spirit because it's through the Spirit that the glory of God can be revealed. The second way that the glory of God is revealed in man is through uh, our unveiled hearts or our unveiled faces. The, the Bible describes this to us in Exodus, Exodus chapter 33. Um, Moses set up a tent just outside of the camp. It was called the tent of meeting. And it was where anyone who wanted to inquire or anyone who wanted to seek God, they would go to that, camp, uh, to that tent to seek God. And when Moses would go out to the tent himself, <clears throat> all the people would rise up and they would stand at the entrance of their own tent and they would look after Moses. They would watch him until he entered the tent. And when Moses entered the tent, a cloud would come and hover over the entrance to the, the, the tent of meeting. And, but Moses would go inside the tent and the Bible says that there he would encounter God, that there he would speak to God face to face. Moses spoke to God, but when all the people would see the cloud at the opening of the tent at the, they would be standing at the opening of their own tent. They would see the cloud and they would begin to worship and they would fall on their knees and they would worship. But the Lord spoke to Moses face to face, just like a man speaks to his friend. And so when Moses would come out of the tent, because he had been in the presence of God, the Bible says that his face shone. It was like a glow-in-the-dark Christian. (laughs) His face shone till where no one could even look at him because it was so bright. I want you to notice that both the Israelites and Moses had close encounters with God. But the difference was that Moses encountered a face-to-face encounter. The people's encounter was from a distance. It was strong enough to make them worship. But Moses' encounter, it changed him. It changed his face. It changed his heart. It was only Moses that was changed. The others had no change, even though they had an encounter. There's a scripture in 2 Corinthians that says this. It says, but we all, with unveiled faces, like Moses, when he went into the tabernacle to worship, he took his mask off, but he had to put it back on again. But this scripture says, but we all, with unveiled faces, Beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. 
from one experience to the next. That's what from glory to glory means. From one encounter with God to the next. From one glorious encounter with God to the next. How do we reveal his glory? We reveal his glory by, the only way is by seeing him face to face, having an encounter with him and taking off our mask, whether that mask be on our heart or it's just being real before God. We need to have face to face encounters with him in order for his glory to shine through us. The only way we can do that, I think, is by daily looking into the mirror of God's word. We need to do more than just gaze at it like the Israelites did from a distance. We need to sit at Jesus' feet and soak in his word. There's nothing in the Bible that says that that the Israelites couldn't go in with Moses, but they stood back. They stood afar. They could have at least gone to the door of the tent, but they didn't. They stayed back in their own places. I'm telling you, if you want the glory of God to be revealed in your life, you're going to have to get out of yourself and go into the presence of God and take off the the mask off of your heart and take off the mask off of your face and have some face-to-face encounters with God. And it only happens when you are willing to Pour out yourself before the Lord. It only happens when you're willing to to take off the mask and be real before God and let him uh, show you his glory. Our prayer and our cry this morning should be, Lord, show me your glory. Lord, show me your glory. I don't know about y'all, but I want to see the glory of God in our services and in in our midst as we worship him. He cannot let his glory shine through you until you're willing to remove the veil. You know what? His glory is not real glory until it's manifested. He wants to manifest his glory in us. Will you allow him to? Will you allow him to? I want the glory of the, of the Lord to be shown to each one of you. You know, when Moses uh, talked to the Lord, he said, Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory. It was such a powerful thing that Moses couldn't even look at it. Part of the glory of God that he showed to Moses was his goodness. You read that scripture. He says, when he, he said, I'll, I'll show you my goodness. I'll walk by and I'll show you my goodness. Well, that's revealed through us, y'all. The goodness of God. He wants to reveal it through us. So our takeaway today is glory isn't glory until it's manifested. God manifests his glory in many ways through the universe through our praise, and through each one of us who will seek him. Can you all bow your heads with me this morning as we pray? <clears throat> God, I just, I thank you for your word, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that it's a, it was alive in me, Lord, as I studied it. And Lord, I am so grateful that you placed it on my heart. But Lord, we want to see your glory. God, reveal your glory Even today, Lord, in our midst, oh God, let your Holy Spirit, God, come and reveal it by your Spirit. Help us to take down the veil in our life and let our face, have a face-to-face encounter with you. Help us, Lord, to get out of our tent and go into your tent, into your presence, Lord. Won't you do that for us today, Lord? Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Thank you, Jesus.